Welcome to episode 39. It's March 4th, 2022. And today we geek out with Microsoft Power Toys. What does that mean for us as blind and partially sighted people? Does it make any difference? Does it help us at all? Well, thankfully, we've got Robin Christofferson on hand to demo how it works. Welcome to Blind Guy Talks Tech with your host, that blind guy himself, it's Stephen Scott. That's me. Hello. Hope you're well. Robin Christofferson is going to be joining us shortly. Sean Priest is with me right now. Hello, Sean. Hello, Stephen. I'm slightly upset. Why don't you know, I sound like that voiceover guy? What a voice that guy's got. I love it's that amazing. voice. I know. I want that voice. I want it. Yeah. Hi. Welcome to Blind Guy <laughs> Dark I know. Dick. And I'm here going, all right, how are you? It's terrible. It's not fair. It's balance, though. It's all about balance. It's all about different styles, different tones. Hopefully he's really ugly. Of course he is. He's a voiceover artist, right? That means he didn't didn't get any gigs in film, right? I mean, that's that's how it works, right? (laughs) Sorry, Rob. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's the last freebie we get from him. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, welcome to it then. We're going to talk about uh, Microsoft Power Toys in a few minutes. We're going to be bringing on Robin Christofferson to talk about that because he knows all about it. So do you, in fairness, because you've been mucking yeah. around with that bit as well. What am I, chopped liver? Thank you. Yes, hello. Not at all. We all <laughs> love you here. Right, you're feeling better now. Ah, um, yes. Okay, so a couple of updates for you because uh, Dropbox have announced a big update for M1 uh, Max, which is good news for me because I'm just getting a bit worried about Dropbox on the uh, M1 Mac as it seemed it was actually losing support over the past couple of weeks. And uh, there was a period where it wasn't working at all. It wouldn't sync, wouldn't do anything. But thankfully, only a couple of days of that and it all resolved itself. And for me, it was just at the right time because there wasn't a huge amount going on. Our um, TV show, of course, is on every week but uh, on Double Tap TV, but the work we've done is on hiatus which is by the way a posh word of saying we're not doing it at the minute because we've done all the work so you know ah right well done you've done it already yeah i am thank you quite happy sitting here on my hiatus i'll be perfectly honest i I thought it was a medical thing it is it is it's uh (laughs) that's what i'm calling it yeah um also big news today itv announcing a brand new streaming service which will launch later this year it's going to be called itvx just been oh, announced. And sounds saucy. It, uh, yeah, it's not triple X, <laughs> just single X. Um, ITVX exclusive new series launching online every week, uh, including a show called Spy Among Friends. Uh, also, the nation's biggest events streamed live, an ever-changing library of blockbuster movies, exclusive themed channels, thousands of box sets, plus an upgrade option to a premium ad-free subscription tier with uh, access to partner content and BritBox, all in one place in a UK First, so this is a brand new uh, mm-hmm. subscription-funded and advertising-funded platform, uh, which will be available. And it says it will be viewer-led, which what well, basically means viewers can choose to watch thousands of hours of content for free in an advertising-funded tier, or trade up to a subscription service that provides all the content ad-free and, in addition, provides thousands more hours of British box sets from BritBox and other places. Um, the interesting difference here from what was ITV Hub, and ITV Hub would come to an end at this time when ITVX takes over, is that uh, there'll be fresh new content dropping first on ITVX before it goes on to regular TV. So before a show arrives on ITV, I don't know if Coronation Street, for example, will be included in that, but, you know, <gasps> it might be. Um, I know they've been testing this for a while. I know BBC have done this as well, where you have, say, for example, a week's worth of EastEnders dropped first on iPlayer, 
and then you can go and binge if you want or just catch up at the regular time the usual slot on BBC One um, I think this is good style. I like I like when things shake up a little bit and it's good to see the big kind of legacy broadcasters taking this on um, of course the big question is going to be accessibility and what that of means of course it is yes exactly right now I actually subscribe to the ITV Hub premium or plus or whatever they call it service because i really like you know the audio description they have on there i like the app i think it works well but britbox on the other hand was absolutely horrendous right the app was accessible but absolutely no audio description now i know it is changing but still nowhere near where it needs to be and i think they really mishandled that when it comes to ad content audio described content on i'm sorry but i do there's no need for that and i expected more from uh, he's being controversial those... again no 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 so it i'm i'm hoping that that they're, they're all going to get a bit of an overhaul uh well i'm talking about Britbox if it's going to be included as well it's a strange one though because it's it, it's um you know it's not just itv content right so how does that work because BBC content is on BritBox. I know, it's it's a really weird thing, BritBox, because, you know, the fact that it's kind of a separate service, it also includes Channel 4 content as well. Yeah. Um, and, of course, they all have their own individual services. I don't really understand how all this works. And in some ways, I kind of wish they would just all agree on one and say, right, this is it, we're putting everything into BritBox. You know, all four is going to be part of that. iPlayer, eventually. And, and maybe that would happen if BBC went commercial. Um, although in fairness, they wouldn't have anything probably left to put in the iPlayer because uh, they wouldn't have any shows <laughs> yeah. left. Um, but you, you know what I mean? It would be kind of good to have one platform, but I don't think we're going to get there for a long time. It seems to be that obviously BBC mm. has a very different relationship because you have the BBC commercial work, which um, because, you know, outside, and this people don't maybe know this in the, the UK, that outside of the UK, the BBC is a commercial company. In yeah, the In absolutely. the UK, it's a publicly funded service i mean some would say taxpayer funded service the way that they take the money correct um, but it's um it's, it's interesting but yeah so itv doing this i have reached out to itv and i have had word back that we are going to have a rep on from the channel in the coming weeks to discuss the accessibility side of this so i am not being told either way whether it's good or bad news but the fact that someone's <laughs> coming on suggests it might be good news um yes i would hope so I maybe this so. is do you think this is the baby steps here until we see the end, the switching off of terrestrial over-the-air TV? It, well, put it this way. Very there's, early. There's clearly a, a move away from, or there's a move happening away from this. I'll tell you the closest example I've seen of this is Sky Glass. Now, yeah, we, exactly. can't, we can't access Sky Glass at the minute. It doesn't have audio description on it. It doesn't have voice guidance on the platform, so you would still need sighted assistance. It's like pre, it's like old sky in that regard at the moment, but that is due to change and hopefully will change this year. But I think it is very interesting that on Sky Glass, for example, if you want to watch a show, you will go to the channel or whatever it might be, and when you hit play or you hit you know replay or whatever it is you would press, it will go off and download it from you know it's not going to it's not going to play a recording. You're not going to physically record it to a no, hard no. drive. Yeah. It's not going to be available internet. locally. You've got to have it over the internet. And that is what, what that's for is essentially because Sky want to move away from the satellite dishes and all the cost associated. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Oh, of course it does, yes. As long as, it, you know, we're, we're getting close to, uh, well, I'm a bit wary of saying that, but the internet, uh, intranet uh, in the UK is actually not bad. Except you know, in your shed. 
Uh, yeah, let's not mention that. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> look, the fact is that a lot of people have got access to fairly... It doesn't even have to be that quick, actually. No, not 100 anymore. megs or 50 megs is more than enough. So, yeah, it, I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? It does, but I think you're right. I think we're moving away from... Because look, I, I don't know how many people now actually sit down to watch you know, Coronation Street at the time it's on. I mean, most of us probably just record it and watch it later. Um, yes. I know yes. that. I know that. I mean, we, we all grew up with that. We grew up with the, if you miss it, it's gone, or hope Video Plus can catch it, which inevitably yep. it wouldn't, or you know, Dad would forget to put the tape in, and then you would tight you know, set the timer and the video. Of course, it wouldn't record anything. I remember. I remember <laughs> one night. I can't remember what the movie was. I wish I could remember. Coming home, and a movie hadn't recorded. I think it was The Bodyguard or something, and my my mum wanted to see it. And you know she wouldn't talk to my dad for like a week. No, well she was right, exactly. Right. <laughs> or even worse, the snooker or the darts would overrun, so you'd miss the ending. Yes, of that's a film. Right. <laughs> you know, fifteen minutes of the previous program. Oh, those were the days. I remember when Sky Plus came along. I was just amazed at the capability of this, and then how it developed. And you know, I remember when, for example, you could hit record on something, and if a show did overrun, the news overran, or as you say, the sport overran. It would adjust itself. It would actually fix That's it. That's right. Yeah. How yeah. does it do that? It was like magic. How does it, it was. know? Oh, so we're clever. so old. But I know. Um, yeah, look, going back to the accessibility, you know, these streaming services, the on demand services are doing a lot of catch up here and they catch up. Hey. They need they need to as well because <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just not good enough. It really isn't. No, it's not. It's it's not good at all. So yes, we will be uh, talking more about that with ITV in the coming weeks. But I can't I can't say any more than that at the minute because they've sworn me to silence. Although in fairness oh. they haven't told me anything. They just no. said don't talk about it. So, okay, fine. Um, I can't really t- say anything because I've nothing to say, but I, what I can say is that we'll talk about it soon. When we've something to say, we will say it. That was a long way of saying nothing, wasn't it? Yes, well done. Uh, coming up, we're going to be finding out all about Microsoft Power Toys and uh, the impact that can have. We'll be joined by Robin Christofferson, Lord of all he surveys. He'll be with us uh, coming up next here on Blind Guy Talks Tech. Keep your comments coming. Hello at blindguytalkstech.com or call 0204. Five seven one three three five four. This is an urgent appeal from the Disasters Emergency Committee. Hundreds of thousands of people have fled their homes to escape conflict in Ukraine, leaving jobs, belongings and loved ones behind. They need shelter, food and water. You can help. To donate online, search DEC or text RADIO to 70150 to give £10. Thank you. I am that blind guy, Stephen Scott, and with me today I have Sean Priest back with us. Hello, Sean Priest. Hello, I'm always here. I know. It's great, isn't it? But I don't know, is it? Let's ask our listeners. You could email us. <laughs> what are your listeners? What do listeners think about this? <laughs> uh, although, interestingly, I did bring something with us from the weekend. I found it lying around here today. Just, just Ooh, to... Oh, yeah. Thank you. That's why I come back. 
See, this is, I've decided now any time one of us comes on the, the during the week, the uh, in quotes <laughs> sensible episodes, um, then, you know, I'll just play your theme tune. So guess who's also here with us? You can't cross the streams. I know, I know, da, I know. But da, 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 da. It is Royal Christopherson, Lord <laughs> of all he surveys. You know, it's funny, my wife said to me the other day, I didn't know he was a lord. And I'm like, yeah, he's not, he's not. But, you know, we just like to call him that because that's how we feel about Robin. Yes. And it is of all I survey, because I can't see a thing. So. <laughs> Not much. Right, OK. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right, OK. So today we're talking about accessibility and power toys. And um, I came up with that title. I thought it was genius, personally. Uh, yeah. But I did that deliberately because there's a lot of fun features that are in Microsoft for accessibility, and it's growing all the time. And there's some new features coming in through this app called Power Toys. And I have to say, this is new to me. I, I don't know much about Power Toys. I've never used it. Uh, so I thought, look, let's get together and talk about these features that are in, if you like, your sort of standard accessibility suite in Microsoft. Again, these features are growing internally. Brilliant. Uh, but also what's new in Power Toys and what Power Toys can add. So I'm throwing this open to both of you because I know you both know a bit about this. Maybe Robin knows more, to be perfectly honest, because he prepares. Let's be Dare honest about you. it. I can only speak facts. It's not all about feelings on here, Priest. Um, okay. I, I do want to turn to the Lord uh, because I want, I want to turn to the Lord and say, why? Why, Lord? Please. <laughs> Hallelujah. I do that a lot. Um, but yeah, Robin, do tell me, what is this Power Toys thing? And, uh, you know, tell us a bit about it, what it means, what it is, what it does and all that stuff. Cool. Well, Power Toys is a selection of, it's a suite of utilities that Microsoft have put together. It feels a little bit like a Friday afternoon, um, you know, kind of product where people can play. And uh, it's available in the store, in the Microsoft store. If you just search for Power Toys, one word in the 10, Windows 10 and 11 uh, store, app store. Um, and when you install it, you need to give... Uh, admin permissions because it will do stuff uh, to your system. Uh, a really good utility is called Key Mapper, so that can remap. Oh. You no know, keyboard manager, sorry, that can um, remap keys. You can assign hotkeys to different keys. I mean shortcuts to different keys. Sorry. Hang on. So it's Hang a little on. bit like. I was going to say, is, is that, does that mean sharp keys is out the door now? Is that it finished? Well use whatever you like basically yes but this basically. yeah this can do that as well i mean there are probably loads of other utilities that can that remap the keyboard um it has stuff for power saving you can put it into really customizable modes for what gets turned off when and that sort of thing so that kind of gives you a flavor of the sort of things that are in it mm -hmm. but um for me anyway and obviously sean's played with it too so he can uh, comment as well but the thing that um made me download it was uh, an article i saw about this big fat crosshair which uh, it includes in the mouse utilities so one of the 13 utilities that it's got um, is called mouse utilities and in there there's some interesting things so um, the crosshairs that come up I think it's control alt p when it's running um, puts a massive uh, cross on the screen and where the big fat lines cross is where the mouse pointer is so from a low vision point of view that might be really cool that's great um yeah you can put a big circle around where the mouse is by tapping the left control key twice for example so those two in the mouse utilities um are really useful as well which uh, kind of made me uh 
sort of think that this is something I'd need to know in case, um, you know, we have low vision inquiries at AbilityNet, which is my day job. Plug. Um, sorry? Plug. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, why not? He's going to get something out of this, right? Yeah. <laughs> why else would he uh, slum yeah, with us exactly. commonly? <laughs> uh, let me just jump in, though, Robin. Yeah. Um, that's a... The low vision things to do with the mouse, I mean, you know, there there are obviously mainstream uses for that as well this isn't this isn't an accessibility program right power toys it's um it's features aimed at the power users right that's basically the name um because mm -hmm. when we're talking about you know everyone using higher resolutions 4k displays and it's so easy now the interface is getting so small even if you've got 2020 vision um that's the reason they're there but I, I did notice the um, the spotlight mouse cursor feature by accident after I installed Power Toys. I accidentally pressed the con control key twice, and it does actually darken the entire screen. It lowers the brightness on the entire screen except for where your mouse is, and it does put a, a white circle around it, so it does really shine a spotlight on it. It, it could be really useful, as you said, for low vision. Yeah, brilliant. So yeah, 4K screens, I haven't even thought of that, you know, unless you want a big fat mouse pointer, which might not be good if you're doing graphic design work or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the Mac, that goes even to 5K, doesn't it? So I think yeah. in the Mac, you can just shake the mouse and it gets fat for uh, a couple of seconds. So um, there's built in stuff, but there's also really useful power toys, power user utilities such as this. But it was the 13th one in the list that really um, grabbed me. So um, for a while, and I think, Sean, you're going to show us now that it has actually arrived in, in Windows 11, this global microphone mute, which yeah. is fantastically useful. Um, you can do that, guys, if you've not got Windows 11 or you haven't got the update which has enabled it yet because it's been broken for a while. Um, or if you've just got Windows 10, the one of the items in um, the utilities list is called video conference mute and in there is um hotkeys for globally i.e you don't have to have teams or zoom or anything in focus you can just do the hotkey for um turning either the microphone off which will mute you across everything or toggling the camera your webcam or your external camera that you've plugged in uh, on or off as well so that's really really useful i think it's wind shift o and wind shift a a for the, the microphone and O for the camera. Um, so yeah, that's really cool as well. But do you want to demo that? Because I think you've got Power Toys running there and you can also demo the hotkey and tell people what it is for uh, yeah, Windows yeah. 11 as well. I do, Robin. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I will demo that now. So I am running Power Toys. I don't know why I'm speaking like that. So I will count up. This is now a webinar. Welcome to <laughs> Blind Guy Talks Webinars. I couldn't do that. I'm not no, professional. I'm not professional enough for that. I just, I just want to sit here playing silly jingles. I'm just that's all, that's all I want to do. That's why I do this. That's me. That's, that's my only function here in life. But anyway, please carry Good. On. Okay, so Windows Shift A is the audio mute for Power Toys. Again, as Robin said, and this is the important thing, you don't have to have the app you're using, Zoom, Teams, or whatever, in focus you can do this anytime in any place so i'm going to count up to three and then i'm going to press windows shift a one two three yeah go on where's he gone six <gasps> seven 
eight. I'm like, oh, I should be back did, now. Oh, why oh. did he come back? Magic. Oh, why did that have to work on the other side? <laughs> Beautiful. But what I've noticed when I was looking for this global mute keyboard shortcut is that I also can do the same thing in my Windows 11 here by pressing Windows N. Now, I don't think this is to do with power toys. I think this is the global mute that is built into Windows 11, although mm. I'm not 100% because, as I said, I do have power toys installed, and maybe it's a, something to do with that. But let me try that one. So this is going to be Windows N. One, two, three. <gasps> Magic. Yeah, gone. Eight, nine, <laughs> ten. Take him back again. He ah. could have just not been speaking the... <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I silent. Hang on, guys. I can do this as well. I can do my own global <sighs> mute. Watch this. I do it myself. I do one, two, five, yeah. six. Uh, right. It's amazing, what? isn't it? <laughs> what do you want me to do? How could I demo a mute? It's unbelievable. <laughs> You've done well. You've done well. No, that's good. That's, that's, a great, that's a great function. Uh, obviously, we can't demo the crosshair thing because, you know, it's audio and doesn't really come across well in that way. Um, no. But, you know, it's kind of getting to the stage where, you know, accessibility is coming in through these power toys, which is great. I mean, is this something that anybody can download and use? You don't have to be a power user to use? No, some of them are definitely in the domain of the, the geek. So you probably wouldn't get much use out of several of them. But no, anyone can download it because mm. it's in the store. It's really easy to, to grab. Oh, just well, uh, well, let me just say, I still find Microsoft Store a bit of a hassle to navigate around. Um if you go to the Microsoft documentation on this, there are a few different ways to install it. You can, for you power users, install it through the PowerShell by typing in a simple command. I say simple, I'm no way gonna try and repeat it, but uh, you will find it in the Microsoft documentations. Just search for Power Toys and Microsoft and Windows, whatever, and you'll find it. Um, also, as you said, it is in the Windows Store, but it does need to be the latest version of the Microsoft Store. So if you're running an older version of Windows 10, I think Paratoys is supported from Windows build 19 upwards. Okay, great. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I did double check because I grabbed it from the article that took me to the GitHub repository, which faced yes. me for a bit. And then finally there was a link to, the, to download it from the store and it didn't open the store. It just, you know, well, maybe it did in the background. I don't know. But we should just, put that um, link into our show notes so that people can get to it right away rather than having to go through that GitHub carry on. Because that is a Git. It is. There's so Seriously. many links to navigate, oh, but you need to. It. You got to navigate to assets. Hit enter on that and find the uh, PowerToysSetup.exe. But I double checked this morning, and yes, I have got you know a recent build of Windows 10. But if you just type store in the um, start menu, then you know you'll open up the App Store. You'll be in the search box. Type PowerToys all on Word and hit enter, and just tab twice, and you're on the. You're on the product, you're on the app. Right oh, there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay, I, I so didn't have that experience. <laughs> yeah. I had to right, move before, before we move into accessibility, because I know you want to talk about magnification, Rob, and something you found um, as actually as part of the conversation we had with Carolina Hernandez on the podcast. Um, you know, we are educational here at Blind Guy Talks Tech. Uh, you, you will get to the end of it and say, that taught me a lesson. I love that joke. Um, I know you do. <clears throat> I do. I love it. I use it so many times. I just love it. I, again, this is an environmentally friendly show. I've used that line as well. Um, but uh, why no Windows 11 at the moment, Robin? Are you holding out for a reason or a hero? Um, it's complicated, but I'm on a, I'm using a VM. And right, okay. to, yeah, 
it's that's all you need to say really isn't it it's like yeah I'm on a VM I'm not screwing around with that it's TPM related (laughs) hang on you're using Windows 10 on a VM so why not just update you've asked for it I want more so oh here we go (laughs) VMware which is the VM that I'm using doesn't have or rather the Intel processor in my MacBook Pro doesn't have TPM officially but VM (sighs) the virtual machine um, VMware Fusion can emulate a TPM2, which is what you need. And it said, yep, we can do that for you, but you need to encrypt your hard drive. So if I'd have done uh, that at the beginning, then I, I would be on Windows 11 now. But mm, to encrypt your mm. hard drive, you need to have enough space to make a copy of it first. And I haven't on my computer, and I haven't been bothered to plug in a you know external Lazy. drive and blah, blah, blah. Okay. No, I think that makes yeah. sense. I mean, that's a bit of a pain in the neck, to be honest. I do love this TPM thing, right? It's like, it's the most important thing so that Windows 11 can be the most secure it can be. And yet you can just hold up a card going, I've got TPM too. And it goes, yeah, you come. I just love that. I just love that. It's like, it doesn't matter at all. As long as like something along the line says, yeah, you've got it. A note from my mum. Yeah, yeah, I've got TPM too. Honestly, it's in my bag. Then that's absolutely fine. And you come. Ridiculous. I would say there's no rush to update to Windows yeah. 11 from an well, accessibility point of view. Yeah, and I, I'm seeing so many people on Twitter complaining about it. I mean, you know, Twitter complaining, people, wow. Wow. But, you know, I know it's unusual, but um, no, a lot of people saying things like, you know, there's issues with the File Explorer. Uh, there's lots of um, crashes going on. Uh, NVDA is not doing particularly well, apparently. <gasps> um, and you seem to be getting on all right. I've had no problems with NVDA. It's stable as a rock, but well, stable as Windows 10. Um, there are a few Windows issues. Solid as a rock. Do, do, do. Ashwin right. Simpson. Thank you. Uh, nine. All right, Steve Wright. Thank you. So uh, there's a few issues with the uh, context menus. Uh, you can't use first letter, letter yeah. navigation to jump oh, to. Oh, yes, that's right. Like if you want to, I'm always making new text documents all the time on my desktop and you can't just press desktop. W and then T. I know, my oh, desktop is so full. Cool. There's a few little annoyances with Windows 11, but uh, yeah, I, I, it's not buggy as, you know, it's not terrible, but I what just think What does it give you? There's no rush. Yeah, that's, that's a the good thing. Question. What is it? <laughs> that's a great yeah. question. <laughs> not much. I'll be honest. Not much. Yeah. Yeah. I Visually, did. I did update I'm my sure. laptop. I did update my Lenovo last night to Windows 11 because I thought, do you know what? May as well just make the leap. It's going to happen one day. I don't use it enough to really get too worried about it. I'm always on the Mac because it works um, sometimes. <sighs> but <laughs> actually, just a point on that. Gordon got in touch to say Microsoft Edge on Mac. You can now read tables. Woo! Plus point. Mm. Oh, they fixed it. Yeah, because that was a problem, wasn't it? It, it? it just wouldn't read tables at all. It didn't see them. No, that's right. Let's talk about magnification because this was the one that interested you, Robin. You didn't realise that Microsoft uh, Magnifier has now got speech in it. Yeah, so following on from the kind of high-vis elements that of power toys that we were talking about a moment ago, it got me thinking about people that are transitioning, you know, low vision, they're still using magnification, and they... Uh, would benefit from speech and obviously these this facility is built into zoom text supernova um, and jaws and uh, nvda as well Um, although they don't have kind of magnification built in there you'd have to you know get a magnification product as well but we can talk about how you can enable all of these across all the different screen readers including narrator but if you are low vision and you are using windows magnifier then I didn't know this, but this this looks really cool. There is 
um, quite a lot of speech output associated with it as well, which I didn't know about. So, yeah, you can enable Windows Magnifier. What is it? Windows Key and Plus, I think, to, to bring it up. Yeah. And then you can, you know, increase and decrease the volume with Control Alt Plus or Minus, I think it is. Um, but whichever window you're in that's got focus, you can start reading from the top with Control Alt Enter. But also, and much more useful, usefully, I think, uh, if you can get your mouse to the place uh, in a web page, for example, the top of a paragraph or a link or a button or something, you can start reading from there, which is uh, Control Alt Left Mouse Click. So I think that's really useful. I mean, things like um, Text Helps Browse Aloud, you know, will automatically give you. Um, hover you know will speak anything that's under the mouse pointer but that costs money um, and to be able to just do this as and when you want to with those hotkeys i think is is really useful so yeah if you're using magnification um obviously with magnifier you can actually make it you know one x so you could have no magnification at all and mm. still have the the speech output if you wanted to um right up to whatever it is 32x or something but somewhere in the middle there yeah yeah you need to um, really be thinking about moving away from your eyes for reading content. How so, dare you? Are you suggesting, Robin, <laughs> are you suggesting that the position that I'm in, uh, even today where I have a 32-inch monitor at 700 times magnification, are you <laughs> suggesting that's maybe too far? Um, horses for courses, but... But yeah, you're me, an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, it was like a decade for me of coming to terms with the fact that my eyes were shot basically yeah, so yeah. after about four or five x you really only see one word maybe two on the width of a screen so you know unless you've got a great big wide screen or whatever but um yeah i think to be able to just have that spoken from the point of where you are is really useful and i don't know if people have looked in windows magnifier recently i don't know about windows 11 they might have more stuff in there but um there is a lot of sophistication it used to be really basic um but now with regards you know overlays and lenses and split screens and all that sort of thing and what gets followed um it's really quite powerful it's amazing, Windows mm. Magnifier. I, I, I'm sorry, I, I don't know why you would need anything more. Now, I'm sure there's something I'm missing because I don't use magnification to that extent. I do have a monitor in front of me. I do use magnification. At the minute, I've got it on with no magnification purely because I use the invert colours. So my screen is always black mm. uh, because I can't stand the white glare of anything, basically. Um, so why do I have Except to my on? beautiful face, obviously. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, but look, I'm lucky enough where if I do get stuck, I can magnify into a ridiculous extent and sort of get out of trouble. So I still use it. But um, I think Windows Magnifier is is fantastic. I mean, it's built in. It, it, it comes, it's so responsive as well. And I think, you know, the, the, where we've come on with anti-aliasing with, the, you know, smoothing out the fonts and everything mm -hmm. has come on, you know, leaps and bounds from where it used to be. And the addition of the uh, speech, you know, and, and mouse hover and everything like that, I think it's, it's something that people don't really give enough credit to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just to give you more, a couple more hotkeys. So when you have started reading, um, things being spoken back, you just hit any key to uh, mute that. Uh, which key is that on the keyboard? 
I yeah. knew you were going to say any that. Any key. <laughs> Where's the any key top tech support that is, call? That is a top. It is, it is, isn't it? It's one of those calls people probably get most often in these uh, tech support calls. Yeah. Where's the now, button that says any key? <laughs> once you've started that, there are hotkeys for um, stepping through by sentence as well. So Control-Alt-H will go will read you a sentence going back, you know, uh, sentence by sentence. Control-Alt-K will skip one sentence forward each time. So you could step through a document. You know, this this is really quite powerful stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't think JAWS has even got a read by sentence uh, keystroke. So, yeah, that's really cool. Um, Please wind- don't send emails to us. Send them straight to Robin because <laughs> I'm sure it does. It's, it's Control so F of the- going full screen. Sorry. No, and then- there, there comes a point where there's a crossover, right? And... I think that we're very close. We're not at it yet, but we're getting close to where, you know, it feels like the crosshairs are actually, you know, aimed over Freedom Scientific at the moment. Um, because the, the amount of work, well, not actually, in fairness, not Freedom Scientific uh, per se, because we're really looking at the bigger picture here of magnification, aren't we? But um, I, I just see so many new features. And I saw a tweet by a good friend of, of mine. I, I know you are friends with her as well, Robin, uh, Looney Watson. Mm-hmm. And she had tweeted that she had set up her machine with Windows 11 uh, using Narrator. And she said she hasn't switched Narrator off yet because she mm. finds it's kind of doing everything she needs it to do. Um, now, yeah. absolutely, again, we've got to caveat this, and I always do caveat this with, because I always I know the people who will email me to tell me I'm wrong, but it's, it's, it is horses for courses, as Robin said earlier. That's one aspect of it. But also... I think it's about the level of work and what you, it is you do. If you are an admin person, I don't know what else you would need other than narrator these days. There Depends I said on it. the app. You know, if you're yeah, being asked to but, use well, I mean, you think Excel, stuff. for example, Word. I mean, it should work well with those. These are Microsoft products, right? If you're in employment, then there's usually half a dozen apps that you need to use to do employee-related stuff, you know, regardless of your role. Um, you know, you've got an HR uh, portal, you've got a content, uh, customer relationship manager, CRM package, NetSuite is the one that we use at work. There's a number of things that you have to work, use with, no, work with, yeah. <laughs> use, <laughs> yeah. and they can be really challenging. And I certainly wouldn't want to um, detract from Jaws's sophistication to overcome those, you know, potential shortcomings in that. Okay, yeah. right, fine. So, so, yeah, Steve, no, but fair enough, right? So, okay, fine. So, Jaws in the workplace, let's just leave it there. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Well, I mean, Leone, Leone's in the workplace for sure, for sure. But, but, um, but don't get me wrong. In my, when I was in the workplace, when I was at RNIB, <laughs> the days I had a job, um, they, <laughs> why did I give it all up for this? 15 minutes a day on an internet. What am I doing with my life? Um, I'm quite enjoying myself, actually, to be fair. Midlife crisis. Yeah, Sorry about that, that, listeners. Well, it was, it was either that or I bought a Porsche. And since that's useless to me, I thought I'll just get a podcast. Um, but no, I mean, I think that it comes to need, right? At home and what I do, there is no more that I would need than narrator. You know, I was thinking about getting a new JAWS license for my Lenovo, but I've decided not to bother because I think narrator does the job for what I'm doing. And bear in mind, I'm not using it that much. I'm using voiceover. And I think it's interesting when we talk about narrator, I used to preface it, and I've stopped doing that now. I used to preface it with the word free, free screen reader. And I've stopped doing that now because I think that's a bit disingenuous. Nobody calls voiceover the free screen reader. Nobody calls Chromevox the free screen reader. You call it the screen reader because that's, that's what it is. That's because there's no other options, though. But that's true. And, and yes, it's good there are other options on Windows. But the point is, I think we need to give Narrator a bit more kudos than it perhaps has certainly deserved in the past because it didn't deserve any kudos in the past. It was no, it terrible. was terrible. 
yeah, but it's, yeah. I mean, that's the longest time. Is yeah. one reason to poten- potentially upgrade to Windows 11. Those cloud voices in Narrator. Not available in the UK yet, though, unfortunately. Mm. But and, and it is only on the inside of Build, so it's coming. That's the point. It is coming. Cool. Let's hope that they, you know, roll it back to 10 as well. If they're I'm they sure will. they will. I think they will. Yeah. 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 But, you know, just to go back to your point about Magnifier, Robin, it is across the board. I mean, we don't tend to use those functions ourselves, but we are aware of them. And it is interesting how when you go through that menu where before accessibility was a couple of options, remember it was ease of access in Windows 10, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it was just a few options and it all seemed a bit disjointed and not very clear. And I couldn't really make sense of where a lot of the visual features were because it was either under display and you know what Windows is like, it's all over the place. It's like someone's dropped a bunch of CDs down a stairwell. Um, but other analogies are available. But... Uh, <laughs> I hope so. But there's a lot of legacy UI in there. That's yes, for sure. that's right. There's a lot of legacy in there. A lot of not of no albums uh, that nobody listens to. And um, I think it comes to where we've got to now with Windows 11. Certainly, I've seen it's a lot tidier, much more well thought out, brought together, and lots and lots of options. I love options. Uh, and that's what I love about this. Now, just one little tip for anyone who's keen, if the, and I don't know if this will work, so you know, don't shout at me, but apparently if you have Windows 11 and you have the Insider Preview and you do want to try out these new voices in the UK, try setting the rater to come on at logon, because apparently if you do that, it forces it to bring up the question, it has to ask you if you want to download the cloud voices. Ooh. So this is how you rub the lamp. Hmm. Um, so... Try it. If it doesn't work, blame somebody else. But I think that might, in theory, work. It does seem to be US only at the moment. I hope it does roll out. Certainly, I would th- wait. And, and also feed that back to Microsoft because they're already accepting feedback from people saying this. I've seen some prominent people responding saying, hmm, that's interesting. We'll get back to you on that. Meaning it probably shouldn't be doing that, right? So <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's just keep on at them and keep feeding back. Yeah. And you know what? Back, they'll stop that from happening. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's make these voices system wide available. System wide. I want to use these voices on NVDA, on Jaws, or oh, go away. or whatever. No, you're not no. getting them. No, that's true. No, and do you no, know no. What? It's no. Because no. even no. even with the built-in stuff. So Windows <laughs> Magnifier, right? We've been talking about how you've got this mouse over, you know, reading ability. Um, there are, if you drop down the choices of uh, voices in Windows Magnifier, there are eight choices. If you drop narrator's um, combo box down about voices to choose, there are 10. There are two desktop ones that are, um, they're called, you know, David Desktop or something, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. higher um, that quality. Are, yeah, that are higher quality. So even within their own first party accessibility or ease of access, uh, you know, utilities, there still isn't consistency. But um, It's because yeah. there's so many different people. This is the bit that people don't seem to understand. This idea that everybody in Microsoft sits in one room and just says, let's do this, let's do that. Hundreds of people, loads of teams all working on different things. And some guy will be working on Read Aloud who won't have even considered the fact that the, the features in Read Aloud could really be welcomed over in accessibility. I mean, you kind of hope that's how it goes, but, you know, yeah, they're all doing their own thing. And, and I think it's that's... It, it does. It will sometimes get together. But again, it's about us sometimes seeing the link and letting them know Um because, you know, that's happened. I mean, look, a lot of the big accessibility changes in the past five years have been because of people like us just going, hey, thought about this? I mean, look at Seeing AI, look at Soundscape. They didn't come out of Microsoft workshops or Microsoft um, 
you know, staff. It, it was people coming up with these ideas. I mean, it was, I should say it was, it was staff who came up with the ideas, but not within... Just going to pick you up on seeing AI because yeah. I know the guy who did that but, was blind but, but himself. Not, but not right? in the traditional sense of as part of the job you are tasked to create an app that is this. Yeah, that's right. It came yeah. out of a hackathon. And, you know, that's brilliant. I love that, you know. But, you know, again, it's just sometimes we've got to remember how these things come to be. Um, I think we all have this... Well, I think some people have this idea that it's all just, um, you know, just put together in a room somewhere. And it's like... This, oh, we've got the like power, that. people. We've yeah, got exactly. power. Hooray! Well, for now, until, obviously, Brexit kicks in proper and then we've no power at all. Um, all right. Political, there was political a time show. Yeah. when the really high-quality voices had real lag. They had real latency issues, mm. which is why they were fine for a read-aloud thing, you know, the immersive reader in Edge, for example. If it yeah. takes a quarter of a second to kick in before it starts reading, then, you know, fine. But if you're typing or if you're um, quickly reviewing, you know, control right arrow or left arrow through words on a line, then that would be an unstarter, wouldn't it? That would be a showstopper. Yeah. So, um, but I think those days are gone now. So, yeah, let's give us the super high-quality voices, those new cloud voices across all the different uh, built-in utilities. And as Sean says, let, you know, make them available for people to uh, to use if they want to. But Ava, of course, is not going to oh, be gonna superseded. I was going to ask you that. You're so, I know you're Ava all the way. Everything's Ava with you. I love you, Ava. <laughs> Eva's amazing. Ooh, Eva, 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 Eva. Marry what, me. What about you, Sean? What's your voice of the moment? Eva. Oh, <laughs> pathetic. Yes. What's yours? Fiona? Uh, it's Fiona. I like Fiona. <laughs> I want Fiona on my phone. That's what I want. I want her on my phone. Um, but no Fiona on the phone. I don't know why. I mean, look, I've got Fred on there. And if I can get Fred, I should get, you know what? get Fiona. Do we really want to dive into why all of us are have female voices as our main screen reader hmm. voice? It's a good question, actually. Well, I feel actually, now hang on. I see that. Mm. I'll tell you who I've got on my phone right now. Speech on. Fun! Who's that? 89% charged. Unlocked. That's Tom. Oh, oh Tom. Yeah, good so old Tom. So it's not all about having women on my devices, I'll have you know. <laughs> I'm all right, all the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like Tom. I like Tom's voice. I think sometimes it's just that I can hear, I can hear a higher pitched voice frankly That's easier just than what I, I was can with say. a lower uh, I like mm. I like lower pitch to some degree but I prefer to hear a voice that when I'm out and about I can actually hear it That's Yeah that's I did the same me. thing with the uh, Amazon Echo when the male voice came out in the UK a few what months ago now um, I I changed them all to yeah to the male voice and then it's like well that's too bassy so mm. I've swapped them all back now uncomfortable Can we <sighs> finish off with um what uh, screen readers or what kind of built-in stuff can have this mouse over echo capability just to kind of round mm, it up of course, yeah. we mentioned that nvda has got that capability do you know how people can get that yes sure. i do i believe it's on by default but if you're not sure you press the modifier key nvda modifier key which is uh usually caps lock uh so you'd press caps lock and m for mouse and that will toggle between mouse tracking on or off if you cool. go to, to the NVDA preferences, uh, NVDA key N for NVDA, and go to the preferences, if you go to the mouse settings, there's various different things you can change on there, such as telling you when the mouse pointer shape has changed, you know, to a, a carrot or a, you know what I mean by carrot, don't you, a cursor <laughs> or the hourglass. That's it all, can folks. actually 
it can actually report all shut up it can report all that as well there's lots of different options and of course it does mean that when you hover your mouse over anything any text um it does read it out to you which is cool yeah really good um you, if you've got a trackpad then you can just use that and treat it as your screen pretty much yeah um or, yeah. or a mouse or whatever uh on jaws it's uh enable mouse echo in settings if you check that one and like Sean said there's a number of different um, options in there as well to kind of fine-tune how much you want to have spoken back. On Narrator, it's, you know, Control-Alt-Enter to start Narrator, Control-Alt-N to bring its options up, tab down to read and interact with the screen using the mouse. That's the option you want to go for. And on the Mac, just to kind of complete the set, it's hold down the VO keys and then spin your finger your two fingers on Oof. a trackpad until it says trackpad, command on, and then, yep, you can roam around a bit like you're on in iOS, really, and everything that's under your finger will be spoken. So, yeah, strings to your bow. I think that's really, really useful. And on the Chromebook, Stephen? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> using it. Wow. Um, okay. Well, listen, thank you, guys. That was a very interesting web... I mean, podcast. Um, very... <laughs> no, I enjoyed that. That was good. That was educational today. That was a PSA. It was, yeah. I felt like yeah. I, I should have the play school theme over here. Um, but I didn't have it. You have No, I've just got this instead. Yeah, well, that's, it, yeah. that's all I've got. <sighs> it's bullying, basically. <laughs> bullying. You love Workplace it. Workplace harassment. Do you know the best I laugh do. is? He wants that for his ringtone. I know he does. He's probably trying I've, to find it in the file structure. I've Googled structure. it. I've looked on Amazon Music. <laughs> I can't find it. I will send you it and you can use it as your ringtone. That's your Christmas Thank present you. this year. Thank you. Robin, I demand that you get this as your text. I, I think that's got to be when you get a text message. Lovely. That's a new one. Okay, uh, guys, back tomorrow. Catch you then.